Well, folks, this is Jerry Adams here. Once again, August Tasula Gomsa Gowil Shibsha Gumoy. It's been a rather eventful week at a personal level, which I will come to in a moment or so. But let me start with uh, the recent Sinn Féin Ardèche. And uh, that's the first Ardèche I, I missed since about 1967. And apart from the times when I was imprisoned, and even then in Cage 11 we managed to hold our own Ardèche one year. I've been at every Ardèche since then. However, this was a, a hybrid affair that is uh, an actual meeting, uh, an Ardèche of, of delegates a few hundred, and then the rest of us coming in by Zoom and by other social media devices. So I actually watched the entire day's proceedings, which is which is unusual because up until recent years when I was at Ardesh and I was working, and uh, you only caught bits and pieces of the debates. But this year, I sat from 10 o'clock right through until Mary Lou did her Oakdorans all right at the very end. And uh, I don't know, but there was a really good vibe. I don't know if it's because there have been recent good opinion poll results. Uh, I actually tend to think that it is more to do with this is the first time so many folks were together under the one roof in about two years, but there was a buzz and and that uh, transmitted. There were smiles everywhere. Every single speaker was applauded. And and some of the older hands looked embarrassed. Even before they spoke, they were getting ovations. And the younger speakers took it all in their pride. So well done to everyone involved in planning this uh, annual event. It's the first in two years, as I've said, but uh, that's where the democracy within the party rests. That's where the policy is decided. That's where the leadership is uh, elected. And I, I know from long experience how much goes into making it all come together on the day. And how many comrades are part of the team that makes it so successful. So Gugardia has to everyone involved. United Ireland and the whole process of change were the two big themes, and Mary Lou didn't mince her words. She said it loud and clear. I want to lead as Taoiseach if you give us that chance. We can unite our country. To make this happen, we need a government that shows up for you, a government for the people and a Taoiseach that puts you and your family first, now and always. So to those, she went on, who told me again and again to make sure we run enough candidates in the next doll election, I hear you loud and clear, because friends, the time for change is now. And so it is. That was evident also in the debates around housing, health, climate change, and the environment, law and order. And the courts were among the many radical motions debated and, and passed. It was an all-Ireland, all-Ireland Ardesh. It was international with speakers from the Palestinian people and the people of Cuba. 
Declan Kearney, our party car yank, and then Mary Lou also referenced and outlined a new initiative that will see people's assemblies held in key locations across the island and among the diaspora. Under the theme of the New Ireland is for everyone, have your say, this initiative will be island-wide and global. It will be an ambitious 18-month-long public and private consultation, open to everyone, and it's due to begin at the end of January 2022. And everyone should have their say in the political and constitutional future of the island of Ireland. It makes sense. The unity referendum and the possibility of a united Ireland are a central part of the mainstream political debate at this time. Barely a week goes past without some one or two significant contributions from academia, the media and individuals talking about, writing about, debating the whole notion of the future, the constitutional future of the people of this island. And for those old enough to remember, the People's Assembly's idea has its roots in the Peace Commission, which was established way back in 1990, January of that year, by Sinn Féin. And that helped to contribute to the IRA cessations announced in August of the same year. And on that occasion, five major conferences were held, one in each province and a fifth one in Belfast. And 228 submissions were received from a broad range of community activists, religious groups, trade unions, women's groups, Irish language and cultural rights activists, campaigning groups, politicians and individuals. So keep your eye open for the posters and the leaflets, the social media messaging, the tweets and the Facebook promotions, letting you know when and where these meetings will occur. And if you belong to a community group, a women's organisation, a youth group, if you're a farmer, if you're involved in business, in fact, if you have an opinion on the future of the island of Ireland, have your say. Make a submission when it comes to that point. Come to the conference and tell us about your vision and listen to others telling us about their vision of the future. So I said it was a difficult week. My brother-in-law, Seamus McArdle, at the ripe old age of 87, his clad's oldest brother died and we buried him on Friday. So my co-vron to Seamus Hogg and to Mary Jo and to young Claire Seamus's granddaughter. And then, and it's probably the age that I'm at and that my uh, circle of my generation is, is, is at. But it has been a week of funerals. Our, our friend, Theresa McCardle, died suddenly. And, and Theresa's death was a, an awful shock to all of us who knew and who loved her. And on Thursday last, she, she texted and she emailed out a wee note to everyone who works in and around the Sevastopol Street office, which she used to look after and where she looked after all of us. And her note was a reminder that Conal was leaving us to work elsewhere. And the note said, Hi all, the card for Conal is under the notebook on my desk. Please sign it and leave your contributions inside. 
Only a few have sent it so far. Thank you. You know who you are. Goro my Ugov. Teresa. And after I'd already decided to go down to, uh, on the back of her order, to go down and, and, and leave a few quid for Conan and to sign the card. But it was after then that we heard the news of her sudden death. She died of a heart attack at her daughter's 40th birthday party. And I went down to the office because she texted me to remind me to sign Conan's card. And she was sweet and she was kind and she was pleasant and she was staunch. And she left the card, as she said, below her notebook, and I signed my name beside hers in wonderment and in sorrow that she had died since she texted us all. So, Goramoy Ugit Trasa, you made the difference. And uh, another man who died was Christor de Baroid, a man from Cork. And unlike Teresa, who was a mere 62, our friend Christor was up there in his late years. And he died in the Mirimont Hospice in Cork, where his wife Myra had died earlier in the year in February. And it was very appropriate that about 20 people from Ballamurphy travelled to Cork, long run, by car and by train to be part of Christor's funeral and to pay their respects to a man who in the 1970s, along with his son Kieran, become part of the extended Bellamurphy family. Now, I met Kieran when I was released from internment in the summer of 1972. And he'd arrived in the Murph in March to take up the job of warden for the Bellamurphy Tenants Association Centre on the White Rock Road. And Pat McCarthy, who had previously held the post, had been killed during the Bella Murphy Massacre in 1971. And Kieran worked closely with Frank Cahill, who he describes as the unofficial mayor of Bella Murphy, a man of enormous standing in the community. I knew and respected Frank a lot. And then later in 1972, Kieran came up, Gumbel came up to visit his son, now, he was no stranger to Belfast. He was part of a voluntary group, the Association for Human Rights in the North. And he was ready at work here. But in the summer of 72, Christor's group provided financial and material support for a camp for young people from Bella Murphy and Glasslock and County Monaghan. And Christor met Frank Cahill and many others involved, deeply involved in the community and in community work in the Murph and the Upper Springfield area generally. And as a result, the Cahills and the DeBaroids worked closely together for many, many years. Christor helped establish the rights group between. And initially, his aim was to help those families deeply traumatised by the introduction of internment. Some had had loved ones killed. Others had been forced to leave their homes as refugees. And others had one or more family members interned. And he became so embedded in our community in the Murph and in his efforts to help people that he took early retirement to work voluntarily 
And Between was a wonderful, is a wonderful organisation that challenged the British state on its use of internment without trial, extrajudicial killings, the supergrass system, the strip searches in the prisons, the hunger strikes, and the brutality of the British army on the streets. But its work also went beyond these issues. And speaking at his father's funeral, Kieran de Baroid explained the work that his dad did and that Between undertook. He said, although best known as a scheme that provided respite for families of Republican and Loyalist prisoners and others under extreme stress, Between was much more than that. It was essentially an organisation that confronted oppression and injustice throughout the span of the Troubles. Christor lived and campaigned tirelessly against injustice. He was a champion for those oppressed by the British state in the North. And Kieran Cahill put it well in a letter he wrote to Christor last year. Kieran wrote, Through your work, people were given hope in the darkest of times. The holiday camp provided much-needed respite, joy and happiness when people were at their lowest and re-energised them for whatever lay ahead. And your tireless efforts to highlight human rights abuses and injustices far and wide, many times falling on deaf ears, but you were never deterred and you forged ahead. And I've lost count, Kieran said, of the number of people who still talk about the time they spent in Cork as children and how they were treated by the good people of Cork. And that will remain with them forever. So on behalf of all of those from Bella Murphy and beyond who benefited from many decades of Christor's compassion and humanity, I want to extend my deepest condolences to Kieran, to Niall, to Fanula, to Emer, Cahill, Augustnesha, and to Christor's sisters, Joan and Kay. And then... And I hope this doesn't sound like a, an obituary podcast. We lost our dear friend and old comrade, Desi Ferguson. And Desi, a dub, uh, won two All-Ireland football medals, narrowly missed a hurling medal, played in the, the great team with Hefo and all of the stalwarts of that era. He he died just the other day, and I know him for 50 years. Aranaki Gael, Farkela Myra, Ahar Moore, Publoctoct, Lake. And Desi was an extraordinary human being. He, he was modest, he was good-natured, he was a legend. And his sporting prowess and his remarkable achievements on the field of play are widely known and acknowledged within the Gildom. But Desi was also an Irish patriot with deeply rooted Republican values, and he believed in decency and fairness, equality and Irish unity. And the times of great national upheaval when governments in Dublin acquiesced to London, Des Ferguson stood by the people of the North, and in those hard times of censorship and repression, of the heavy gang, and much more, he suffered for doing so. He was a teacher, an activist, a campaigner, a political prisoner. He was a determined champion in support of other Republican prisoners, especially those held in prisons in England. 
And any celebration of the life of Desi Ferguson would be incomplete without a celebration of Myra's life. Des was a loyal family man, a kindly patriarch. Myra was his Cran Taka. And he and she were a wonderful partnership and reared a family which is a credit to them. Their children and their grandchildren are justly proud of him and their mother. And so is Sinn Féin. Des Ferguson stood up against injustice and for the Republic. He proudly served his county and his country. Des Ferguson, he also made the difference. So Tom which we're wake did a cara. We bury him this day on Sunday with heavy hearts, but with great pride that we could call him our friend. And I thought it appropriate to, to go out, and this is a, a rare recording by a man called Richard Hayward. And Richard Hayward was a folklorist and a collector of folk songs and stories, and particularly a collector of uh, orange ballads. But in, in this occasion, he's recorded a song called The Three Flowers. It's a song not often heard these days. It's about Wolf Tone, Robert Emmett, and Michael Dewar. So we we'll go out with Richard Hayward. And just a wee reminder that the planting of freedom trees throughout this island, trees which will grow tall in a free United Ireland. What better tribute to Christor, to Trasa, to Teresa, or to Desi, if in Cork, if in Turf Lodge, if in the county, the Royal County of Meath, we planted trees for them, freedom trees, to grow tall, crown the Searsha in our free United Ireland. Shine Aharja, Mila Boyhas, Muri and Ta live Slant before. One time when walking down a lane as night was drawing nigh, I met a colleen with three flowers and she more young than I. Saint Patrick bless you, dear, said I. If you will kindly tell The place where you did find these flowers I seem to know so well She took a flower and kissed it once And softly said to me this flower I found in a Thomas Street in Dublin Fair, said she. Its name is Robert Emmett, it's the youngest flower of all. And I'll keep it fresh beside my breast, though all the world should fall. She took and kissed the next flower twice and softly said to me, This flower comes from the Antrim hills outside Belfast, said she. 
The name I call it is Wolf Tone, the bravest flower of all. And I'll keep it fresh beside my breast, though all the world should fall. She took and kissed the next flower thrice, and gently said to me, This flower comes from the Wicklow Hills, its name is Dwyer, said she. And Emmettone and Dwyer I'll keep, for I do love them all. And I'll keep them fresh beside my breast, though all the world should fall. So Emmettone and Dwyer I'll keep, as I do love them all, and I'll keep them fresh beside my breast, though all the world should fall.